Today's verse is Romans 3.19. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be held accountable to God. This is Jonathan Porter. Thanks for listening to Remnant, my daily verse-by-verse devotional. We're working our way through Paul's letter to the Romans one verse at a time. And this verse, we're uh, reaching the end of the first big part. Tomorrow is actually the the end of what my uh, ESV study Bible says is the first the first major part of uh, Paul's letter to the Romans. And, uh, and so we've got two sentences just sort of summarizing uh, what, what Paul is trying to say here. And what, um, you know, what I've learned from, from reading is that this, um, this section, this part, uh, that this, the audience is the religious. The audience for what Paul is saying is, uh, I mean, it, this is a message for everyone, but the key audience uh, is the are, are religious folks. It is, it is, it is literally it's church leaders. He's writing to a church in Rome, and the um, and the audience are um, are people who thought that they were doing a super job at religion. Um, it's those who knew uh, who knew the law, those who cherished the law, those who valued the law um, above pretty much anything else, uh, and. And, and, and here, you know, the, the key is um, the, the and, and so this this sentence is Paul sort of summarizing what he's trying to say is that now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law so that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be held accountable to God. What what he's saying there is the, the law exists to um, to just make you stop. To just make you stop and realize something that that you are that you're accountable to God and that you don't have anything to say in your own defense. That's the that's the summary here that Paul is trying to give. the 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 key this is the big key point. Knowing the law should not cause a a person to to you know get proud and and, and claim that you know I'm this great lawkeeper. Instead, it should cause it should cause every mouth to go silent. That's what Paul is saying. It, it, you, knowing, knowing what the law is, you shouldn't get up and start mounting a defense. You should just stay silent because, and, and know that you're falling way, way, way short. Um, that's the, that's the big thing that the, that the Jewish members of the church in Rome were not getting. They thought that they were good. They thought that they were keeping with the law, but, um, but they, but they weren't, and they weren't. They were having a hard time realizing that they needed to, uh, they needed to seek God's righteousness uh, in order to, to to get right in their lives. Um, Timothy Keller does a really good job, and, and I'm I'm going to rely on Timothy Keller a lot today um, in sort of summarizing what all of this means. Um, but Timothy Keller says something really good. He says the law is not a checklist that we keep. It's a benchmark. We fail. Um, I thought that was amazing. Um, you know, not one of us can go before God and argue that we're all we're all good. It's fine. Um, it's a hard truth, but it's it's a hard truth that's better than sweet deceit. Uh, Timothy Keller said that, wrote that as well. Uh, and so the the sort of 
uh, end point that we realize here is that uh, a silent mouth, which is what Paul's writing in verse 19, a silent mouth, it's sort of a, a, a spiritual condition. Uh, that's that's the state that we're in is that we don't have a, a defense. So um, there's a quote that, that Timothy Keller um, um, has in his commentary on, on Romans that, that I want to read. It's from uh, John Gerstner in his book, Theology for Every Man. And I'm just going to read part of this to, to you because I think it's amazing. Nothing now stands between the sinner and God, but the sinner's good works. Nothing can keep him from Christ, but his delusion that he has good works of his own that can satisfy God. But alas, sinners cannot part with their virtues. They have none that are not imaginary, but they are real to them. So grace becomes unreal. The real grace of God they spurn in order to hold on to the illusory values of their own. Their eyes fixed on a mirage, they will not drink real water. They will die. They die of thirst with water all about them. So that, that's a quote from John Gerstner. What he's saying is that the, the big thing that is between us and God is not our sin, um, it's our good works. It's our good works that are that that we just cannot get past. We can't stop, but say it, we can't stop saying like, no, we're 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 good. Like I do all of these things. Um, that's the thing that's keeping us from fully accepting that we're not worthy. Um, there's nothing we can do to earn God's love. That it's it's a free gift. We just have to we just have to realize that we need it. Um, so Timothy Keller goes on to write that uh, all, all we need, all we need to do is to come to Christ with empty hands and receive His righteousness. What keeps people from salvation is not so much their sins, but their good works. If we come to God telling Him that we're good, offering Him the works of our hands as righteousness, we cannot take the righteousness that He gives by grace. We need to give up our goodness and repent of our religiosity as well as our rebellion. We need to come with empty hands and silent mouths and receive. That's what Timothy Keller wrote. Um, and I, I, I mean, I just totally, I totally agree with this. I mean, that that's the, I, I didn't so much appreciate this point when, um, I, I didn't so much appreciate this point when um, when I first started doing this study, but I, I believe it now, having dug into Romans, that um, there is not a good work we can do where God's going to say um, that you know that 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 we're we're all good. There's just not. That's just not the way we're uh, able to function as humans. Um, you know. Empty hands, silent mouths. That the um, what this made me think of was taking communion. Um, I, I you know in when I take communion, I I don't first of all I don't take it, I receive it. Um, but when I approach the altar, I like cut my hands. I, I I have my 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 palms up, and I make a little cup with my hands. And there's there's nothing in my hands. I'm not carrying anything with me. Um, and then I receive the, you know, the body and blood of Christ. Um, but in actuality, when, when we're approaching God to receive his grace, I think a lot of us, we try to load our hands up with, with things. We try to load our hands up and say, well, I, you know, I, I, um, I gave some money to, 
um, to this, you know, faith-based organization last year. That's, that's good. Or, you know, I, I, you know, you could say I'm a pastor and I, you know, I do this full time, or you could say, I, uh, I have a daily devotional that, that, uh, that, that people listen to. But the actuality is you can't come to God with all of those things in your hand. That's just crowding out space that needs to be reserved for, um, for, 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 for Christ, for the body and the blood. Um, so when th- think of next time you take communion, think about how you're approaching with empty hands, um, because you don't have anything to offer in your defense to God. You don't have anything, but you, um, you, you have to approach with an, with a mouth that has been stopped because you don't have, there is no defense. Um, it's gotta be fully empty to receive the fullness of Christ. So, um, that's the point that Paul's trying to make. Tomorrow's the, is another conclusion, uh, verse just like this. Um, I'll make additional points, uh, tomorrow, but I hope you've, uh, I hope you, you, you get what I'm, uh, what I'm saying here. Um, I hope this all makes sense. Maybe it doesn't, uh, I'll try better tomorrow to make sense of all this. Uh, so come back tomorrow. Uh, I appreciate you listening.